Are you looking to switch careers, escape from a toxic workplace, become a better leader, or just be more of a boss in your everyday life? Maybe you have a big, audacious goal you want to achieve, but you're not quite sure where to start. Or maybe you're navigating a career transition and need support. Level up in your life and check out the Bossed Up podcast. Bossed Up is a bi-weekly podcast hosted by nationally recognized speaker, author, and CEO Emily Aries. Each week, Emily interviews expert guests to help answer listeners' real-world career conundrums and drops major truth bombs and boss tips for leveling up in your career and living a happier, healthier life along the way. Once upon a time, this podcast and my family's food business were big, audacious goals. But listening to the Bossed Up podcast gave us the confidence, knowledge, and motivation to make them a reality. We've been picking up that real talk that Emily has been putting down for years. And if you're ready for a podcast that keeps it real about the unique challenges women face in today's workplace and how to strive for long-term sustainable success anyway, subscribe now to Bossed Up. That's B-O-S-S-E-D, up, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. It's Jacqueline. And Alana. And here's another episode of Black and Yellow. We back, y'all. We back. Still black and yellow. Ooh. (laughs) Happy November, our Black and Yellow Nation. The end of the year feels so close, but yet so far. (laughs) I feel like it's been been the end of the year all year. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like it's been Armageddon all year. The end of the world as we know it. We've just been living through it, slopping along merrily. Not merrily. We're almost, Whatever. We're almost done, guys. Drunkenly. <laughs> exactly. Um, we're officially in the holiday season, so I'm excited and kind of don't want that to end, even mm-hmm. though I know that's an unpopular opinion because this year has been a dumpster fire, but who doesn't love the holidays, right? It's true. Very true. Well, I mean, I know there's people who don't love the holidays, but for the sake of this moment, everybody loves the holidays. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, I will not ruin the moment. <laughs> Thank you for saving me. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, we hope everyone had wonderful Halloweens, that many of you have recovered from your election hangovers. We just wanted to note something really quickly before we launched into today's episode, that today's episode is pre-recorded. So you will not hear us talking about election results uh, very much because voting is still very much happening right now around the United States. Election results have not been given. Uh, The VP debate was rocked by Kamala Harris, who eviscerated Mike Pence. She stayed giving him that bitch, please look the entire debate, which I was living for. And who could forget the world's most famous fly, which either mistook Pence's head for a turd or basically was telling us that Pence is full of shit. Uh, <laughs> either either one, pick your poison, uh, just to give you an idea of when we recorded this episode. So to kick off November and the start of the holiday shopping season, we wanted to do a show that was full of feminism, women's history, and lots of mysticism. So we're really excited to chat with our guest today about her latest project and her fashion collab with Christian Dior. No big Mm -hmm. deal. Slight work, you know. That's all. Uh, Exactly. (laughs) Just a major fashion house. Uh, But before we do that, Jay, shall we put our money where our mouth is? Let's do it. Sarah, thank you so much for being on the Black and Yellow podcast. Welcome, welcome. Sarah, why don't we start by you telling our audience about the work that you do, what inspired you to create our tariff? Okay. Um, all right. So rewinding back to the summer of 2018. Producers, can you insert the time travel sound, please? <laughs> we um, have that. We do. We have a, we have a okay, soundboard. Yeah. I'm so excited about that. Um, okay, so that summer was actually like a really personally bad summer for me. Um, mm. And, it, you know, it was also bad for the world because we were gearing up for that election. Uh. Um, but also, um, I went through a really bad breakup that summer. Um, I know this is such a trite story, like, the, you know, going through a breakup and having like a creative breakthrough, but it's, it's the truth. Hey, it happens. So, yeah. Um, They're yeah. I, I had been in a really like codependent relationship. And so uh, we broke up and I was just in one of those states where I'm just like in so much emotional pain, like just angst. So I was trying to distract myself a lot with um, 
listening to like history lectures and podcasts mm. and at home I would read you know about my favorite historical women and watch documentaries and then also um uh, the year before I had gotten my first my first tarot deck that I gotten as an adult I had one when I was a teenager briefly and I've, I've told this story in a lot of different places but I had one as a teenager briefly that I bought like in secret because I didn't think my mom would approve so she's my mom's a Christian minister so like oh yeah got it I didn't yep. think she would be into it um yep. and so so but I didn't really have any good luck with that deck it just kind of it kind of freaked me out like because I was I was I wasn't ready so it, it just disappeared one day and I always thought my mom took it but she says she doesn't remember that so I maybe like the spirit I, I think your intuition is is uh, right on track. And I think your mom has a little bit of selective memory happening. <laughs> That's, that could be possible. That's possible. Um, but also, I lost things a lot. So who <laughs> Got it. <laughs> um, so the year before I had gotten my first tarot deck as an adult, it was a soft deck. And um, I was using that a lot, too. Just, like, honestly trying to figure out, like, my feelings and, like, sorting out that relationship shit. So. True. Yeah, like I, I at the same time as I'm getting into tarot and I'm like diving into history to kind of just like think about anything other than my problems. Um, I noticed other artists making tarot decks, mm. so I I was like, you know, that would be such a cool project. But knowing me, I you know it's seventy eight basically it's seventy eight pieces of art, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking to myself, there's got to be something about it that would have to keep my interest. Because knowing me, like, I would lose interest after Got it. doing mm, half of it or maybe even less. Um, and so I had been contemplating that question. And I just remember um, I was at work one day and it just, like, hit me like a lightning bolt. Like, oh, I could put women from history on the tarot card. <laughs> and, like, it imme- and, like, it immediately occurred to me, like, oh, Emily Dickinson could be the hermit. And uh-huh. I was like, Jonah Park. And, like, they just kind of, like, kept coming coming and I remember like texting my friends at the time like tell me your favorite women from history like and I, I you know I told them my idea and they're like that sounds really cool um so yeah that was really I mean that's that's the story of how it started and then um later that year uh that November there was something really bad that happened what was it <laughs> um and so I was just oh. like so I I really impo- as a reaction to that to, like to cope with that I like pretty impulsively was like I launched the Kickstarter to fund me to like finish the deck um mm. the rest is history it got picked up by the Huffington Post um and then kind of went viral wow so and that's amazing congratulations yeah. thank you yeah. yeah flex 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 I mean yeah I I we can relate to the election having a very galvanizing effect because that's very much how this podcast got started is we you know you know, President Hot Cheeto over there is like spewing hatred about, hatred about blacks and Asians. And so Jackie and I were like, well, what can we do to help? So I, I we see you very much in that regard. And I'm assuming we're over the heartbreak. That individual is just like oh, gone yeah. behind. Yeah. The <laughs> yeah. OK, awesome. And now you're in That's the Huffington amazing. Post. Your project is amazing. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, my best friend still like when she introduces me to people, she's like, as featured in Huffington Post. I'm like, yes! Like, that was four years ago, but okay. <laughs> no, what an amazing fucking friend. No, yeah. her out, buy her a drink. We need those friends to gas us we when do. we feel like... Okay, like, well, I'm definitely gonna make her listen to this this episode of your podcast so that she can hear you saying that about her. She will really mm-hmm. enjoy that. <laughs> Absolutely. Good friend. Sarah's best friend. Shout out yes. to you. <laughs> Thank you. So speaking of tarot decks and cards and all that stuff, and, you know, you mentioned a little bit about how your mom wouldn't approve. So for those of your for those of our listeners who are not familiar with tarot, which is actually quite a bit of people um, in general, not just our listeners. um, Could you explain to us? I bet you get this question all the time. But what what is tarot? How can we use it as a tool in our lives? WTF is. (laughs) <laughs> uh, pretty much that's the question yeah okay i mean that's i think that's kind of a difficult question to answer but the, i i think the best that i could do is like the way tarot exists now is that it's a, generally regarded as a divination tool like using archetypes and like saying universal narratives 
kind of I don't I don't love to say like something is universal, but like it, it uses really common narrative themes on each card um, mm. that the reader can use to kind of tell a story. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Whether or not you feel like that story is predicting the future is kind of up to you. I don't feel like I you see. have to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can, I mean I can talk more about that in um, in a little bit. But I I feel like that's usually how I explain tarot. And also something I also say about tarot to people a lot is that I feel like tarot is waking dream interpretation. Oh yeah, um, I, read that, I read that a little bit about in your in in the book. Can you? Right. Yeah, can... Exactly. So you know. Like Carl Jung, he uh, came up with the idea of the collective unconscious and that um, there are things that will come up for most people um, as far as symbols in your dreams. Um, like, mm-hmm. like, for instance, people ha- often have dreams about their teeth falling out. Yes. Or you have dreams about showing up naked. All the time. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. I, sh- I have dreams about being back in high school a lot. Like, yes weird like like suddenly i've like had to go back to high school i've never had one of those it's the worst and then every time every time in the dream sorry this is such a weird tangent but every time in the dream i'm like saying to people like i'm grown up i have a master's degree now i don't need to be here like even if i don't have my high school diploma like do i need one because i have a solid degree like it's so weird and then i wake up and i'm so relieved that i'm not in fucking high school Goodness you're gracious. also still kind of a nerve because you you still sort of lived through it a little bit and yeah, like all of those like, strong feelings get conjured. Like I have I have to go I have to go to class. I have to go to, <laughs> I have to, go to social studies or whatever the hell. Social <laughs> studies homeroom. Oh yeah, God. I gotta go to hall. I have to go to homeroom. The hall pass. Oh my God. I'm skipping algebra sorry. today. <laughs> yeah, sorry for that weird aside. But Not at all. <laughs> what was I saying? I was, just, um, I was talking oh i was talking about dream interpretation oh yeah, yeah. and how that oh, yeah. oh right so like you know tarot can kind of can kind of work a similar way where the symbols coming up on the card in front of you and you think about what it means to you personally like mm-hmm. so it, the same way that if you have a dream about your teeth falling out what is it that's stressing you mm. out in your life your life individually i see you know? right yeah Let's put a pin in it there because I know we're going to circle back to talk right. more about tarot. Okay, cool. So our tarot marries two things, badass women throughout history and mystic tarot. At first glance, I wouldn't think that those two themes coming together would make sense, but they marry together really beautifully in the project. Uh, you answered why you wanted to combine these two topics. What was the importance of merging them? Was there something like deeper going on when you put the two together and started to create the magic? Right. So, yes, um, I, I wanted and I don't I don't think I consciously knew I wanted this until after I started the project, which is often how art mm-hmm. have the impulse to create something. You don't really know what it's about until after you're done, sometimes way after you're done. Yeah. Um, so I think I think it's possible that I'll still find things out about why I did this. Um, but, um, mm. but, but one thing I do know is that I wanted to um, make these like abstract spiritual ideas um you know going back to that thing about i wanted to take those kind of ideas that you kind of have to really work to wrap your head around and make them a little bit more concrete by um by relating them to real experiences women who have walked the earth yeah Uh, you do that really really well yeah Mm -hmm. um so that was that was really important to me because um something that this might i don't know i don't think popular opinion but it just the the heart i feel like sometimes the woo-woo spiritual stuff can be really difficult to access and it like comes off as um maybe kind of obtuse or just like really vague mm-hmm. to a lot of people and it's just like what does that mean like what are you what are you talking about what are these good vibes yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. what's our i don't think that's unpopular vibes? at all no i think i yeah. understand that right i mean i think maybe when i started that was a little bit weird to say but i think now especially like people are kind of like really sick of like um yeah sick of the vagueness of like Mm. that that can happen in pretty like the for sure just the trite things about um you know matching the vibration of like yeah the law of attraction (laughs) all that stuff and i I don't want to discount all that necessarily but um there but there are some downsides to those ways Mm -hmm. and um me doing me combining tarot with 
history and like hardcore research about things that really happen that we know happen. Um, I don't know. I, I feel that kind of reconciles that problem that I have. Mm-hmm. For, for sure. We just got off of um, a wellness month of shows and you talking about the uh, the woo woo. I was just I thinking about that. <laughs> I was just I yeah. Like I understand what you mean about those uh, squishy, yeah. non-specific terms that everyone seems to be throw, throwing around. So there's this feeling of, well, I get it. Why don't you get it? That person right. gets right. it, but you don't. Kind get of it. shaming like, in a way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. this came up. Gosh, maybe, I don't. I don't know. Maybe we should cut this part, but I'm going to talk about it. Please, <laughs> um, yes, uh, yes. I don't know if y'all saw that. So back on the Friday morning where Trump announced that he had COVID, mm-hmm. um, I posted this meme of, I forget what the name of the artist is, the artist, but it's this like early 20 painting of this like nude woman just like flying through the air. Hmm. And like the the caption said, the, when you think about the party you'll have when Donald Trump dies. <laughs> And, um, oh boy. lots of people loved it of course because everybody was making some version of that meme of that course morning. like we were all like yay like <laughs> they were we were like praise whatever god sent this down um <laughs> will you like, send us a link to that meme for the show notes absolutely um, please please yeah it's on, it's on my instagram feed but um you're yeah i just want to say was- i your instagram feed cracked like i was scrolling yeah. through your feed and i was just cracking up like i was swiping and like cracking up all the way through and i just i i just want to say Thank your you. sense of humor is hilarious yeah <laughs> i get it work. My dark yes. work is complete. <laughs> right. Real yes. dark, self-deprecating, cynical. Yeah. Like, I'm all about that. Especially yeah. with what's going on in today's world. You, you gotta be a little self-deprecating sometimes. That makes, that makes me so happy. <laughs> um, I could cry. Yeah, it, it's really um, kind of absurd how much I think. I'm like, I, I need to think of a meme today. <laughs> anyway, um, somebody commented on that Donald Trump one that uh, I was that I had bad karma and that I was being just as like that basically what I was doing by posting that meme, they said, I think it was, I think it was verbatim. They said that it was just as bad as what I was supposedly condemning. <laughs> and I was what? like, okay. I was like, I was like, you know what? Today is not the day. Today is not the day. You know what we're not going to do? We're not going to try to tell me that I'm just as bad. Right. Spiritually intellectually emotionally physically you know in any way yeah in any, like and so i commented i'm like yeah i'm just as powerful as the president of the united <laughs> thank states you. thank you thank you very posting, much yeah yeah me posting this meme is just as powerful as all the fucking shit he does right it's exactly. amazing and like it's a- and like she was like i can't i can't remember the whole exchange you you can go see it it's still all there right. I, didn't it. I didn't delete the thread I feel like on a different day, I would have like just deleted the comment wow. and blocked this person. But that day, I'm I was impressed. like, no. No, yeah. Fuck yeah. Commit. Like, I- I'm absolutely about that. Keep it up. I want to read it. This sounds very entertaining. Yeah. yeah, this person was like really committed to like indicting me for my spiritual crime. And I was like, what about his actual crime? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was great. Oh, boy. But yeah, you know, again, so that's relevant because this talk of like karma um, and it's like all you know certain things being like the idea that like me thinking a bad thing about a you know a, a real the most powerful person in the world doing doing bad things if I'm right. thinking negatively about him but the idea that that's like spiritually so um condemning dangerous, yeah um, condemning that I'm just that I'm that that he and I are equal right in that way mm-hmm. is absurd it that's is absurd but that's yeah. like a toxic idea that comes out of, um, I think, like, you know, woo-woo stuff. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a form of thought control, if you will. Yeah, sure. Thought control yeah. and feeling control. Uh, yeah, yeah. P.S. Yeah. Our president also got COVID as a, because he's a victim of his own mismanagement yeah. of this virus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. P.P.S. I don't know if anyone else felt like this, but um, the weekend that he was in the hospital, it was such a calm weekend. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, our, our commander in chief isn't like all up on every social media page flooding us with nonsense like Wasn't he's just that nice 
Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that like, that's like going back to normal. Now people want to go back to normal. Let's go back to right. that. But it's also, it's also so sad that like that, that's like good. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> For sure. like, at the same time, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. For oh, sure. Yeah. So I just want to I want to bring it back a little bit to when we were talking about um, combining history and the mystic tarot Um, on your book, on your in your book, on your cards. History is a clear through line um, throughout the entire project. We learn about women's history as well as learn about the history of tarot. Uh, Why was including the history of tarot important for you as well? Um, Kind of for that same like abstract spiritual ideas versus like concrete idea like real ideas reason um because there's it's a lot like it's a lot similar to like the legends and mythology around yoga um Mm -hmm. in the west like people like the people will say all different kinds of things about like where yoga came from um but you know like uh, i've heard i've heard things like tarot originated in egypt and things like that that's not true um the, or, the origins of it aren't really that clear, but um, what we do know is that it was a playing card game first. Um, yeah, I was shocked. And I was it, like, what? Because like, right, my whole right. life, I thought it was something, you know, surrounding, like you said, divinity and spiritualism and voodoo and, you know, people have negative feelings about it. So when I when I when I read that it was originally a playing card, I was like, oh, this is harmless. Yeah, it's a, it's a <laughs> playing card game. Um, it, you know, there's, there's different theories about. Um, where it came from before it was in Europe, but we know that it popped up in Europe in the 1400s, and we know mm-hmm. that because there was a a priest in Italy gave a sermon um, condemning the use of like these triumphy cards because I mm. think that they were being ugly. Ah, uh. um, <laughs> and those so the triumphy cards would have been the 22 like major arcana cards, and then mm-hmm. parallel to um, those cards developing the the playing cards that we have today, like poker cards. Um, those were also mm-hmm. emerging, those were also emerging, and so at some point, those two were kind of married together, um, and then we got another. Uh, I guess it was fifty six like cards from two major arcana like mm-hmm. that were kind of similar. Um, I see. And, and even now today, we can see a correlation. Like the diamonds and playing cards are um, pentacles, and then ah, uh, interesting. Heart, hearts are cups. Um, huh. Spades are swords, and then clubs are um, wands. Okay. Yeah. I would have never made that distinction. Yeah. But those correlations do exist. And I mean, people do do fortune telling with, like, playing cards. Um, Oh. There is is a system for that. Um, Cool. I had no idea. Yeah, there is a way to do that. Um, Like, some really old school witches, like, early 20th. What we do. nice and simple yeah. Um, wow. so yeah I, that's I, that, including the history is important just because you know because i think it's interesting for one thing like i feel like yeah. i feel like the truth is often way more interesting than fiction hell yeah mm, love no that would, so. who would believe us if we a year ago were like this is gonna happen a pandemic is going to happen the right economy yeah. is gonna go to shit Everything, yeah. everything's all fucked. Oh, it's a dumpster fire. Twenty twenty. Oh, I wouldn't I believe you. Been like you're, I would be like you're catastrophizing, and you need. To- <laughs> <laughs> but uh, including history in your project, you did something that I think a lot of other tarot decks don't do. As someone who is sort of tangentially interested in mystic tarot, which is you answered the question of why do I care by giving me a little bit of historical background, by giving me context. And I feel like a lot of other tarot card decks that I've come across give me very little context. It's just the cards, baby. Just the cards and instructions. And so I think that was a brilliant move. Let's talk about the visuals, shall we? Because you are an artist. Mm. And visually, the artwork in the project is really beautiful. The illustrations are really evocative. Let's be real. It's a sexy, hot pink box. So it's got some good tabletop swag. The colors are bold. They're vibrant. And what you really did successfully was it felt like you captured the spirit of each individual woman on the card. The artwork really uh, blends the aesthetics of Mystic Terra with the depictions of historical women, but not necessarily in the way that we're used to seeing them. 
And so just mm-hmm. because and because we're meeting these women in a spiritual way, your deck felt almost more personal. Like I felt like Dorothea Dix was like grabbing me by the hand and was like, come on, let's do this reading together. Here's my story. I love Learn that. from me. I'm going to help lift you as you climb, but don't forget to look back and like reach back for another woman who needs a little bit of help lifting too. I, I, I just felt like that was a great move that I don't know how an artist does it. Can you take me through that process of making me feel like Um, I am relating to these women? Okay. Well, first of all, on a practical level, I'll just, I'll get this out of the way before I get into some part. Um, On Mm. a practical level, like as far as, and I don't know if this was really part of your question, but I'm going to include it anyway. I, <laughs> so I'm, do, I'm doing a lot of collage. So a lot of times what I'll do is I'll make things physically and scan them into my computer and then ah, digitally. Um, okay. Also, I have like, I have like a whole cache of like collage elements saved on my computer and then also in multiple folders just floating around my house. Um, hmm. Stuff to do collages. And Fun. I love digital collage because I mean, sometimes those limitations are good, um, but for this for this project, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't want those limitations. So I did, mm. I did, I always finish these cards. Mm. So that's out of the way. That, that's the the practical physical aspect of how I made. Um, a lot of the times with these cards, um, I would feel as though the women themselves like told me which card they would be. That makes I sense. Would ha- I would have this experience like where they would it would just be like, okay, Eleanor Roosevelt says she's the keeper of cups. Ooh. Right. Okay. Um, and then, you know, I would definitely do research about their lives, and then I would consider the symbolism that you see in a lot of, you know, by by the time I was making these cards, I had a few different tarot decks, so I had examined the symbolism Got it. in different decks, you know, looked at a lot of a lot of symbolist art. Um, so those are all things that I would consider. Um, and having all that in my brain, it would just kind of, it usually just would come together. And honestly, if I didn't have that feeling of like being in the zone and like all these elements just coming together really beautifully, that's how I would know that that wasn't working. Got it. Um, and then I would just like kind of take a break and start over. At mm. a card. Um, yeah. If, it, if I was pushing it, like making a card, then got it. Um, <laughs> but like, for instance, like Mary Shelley's card is one of my favorites because I love to tell the story because it was like the story of her making of her coming up with the idea for Frankenstein. It was like a dream that she had on a dark and stormy night. And um, the, wow. the, night that, the night that I made her card, it was storming. It was like 1 a.m. And I was just like, okay, I'm going to go Ooh. into my studio and make this. And like, I really don't have, it was just this experience of like, I was like, okay, I'm going to make it. And I sat down at my computer and then I just, the next moment I remember there it was like the card was in front of me. Wow. And like time passed, I made it, but like, it just felt, I was just so in the zone and it was, she was I felt like, yeah, I feel like Mary, I feel like Mary Shelley was like guiding me. Like, so, <laughs> yeah. It was, it was awesome. Power, powerful. Yeah. It you was, can feel those feelings in your cards. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. It was, it was, um, it was a really cool experience. Like that, that was definitely like the most powerful example I have of that but there were but I got that feeling a lot like when I was making cards um so like the decisions I mean I I was making I was certainly making decisions but it almost feels a little bit like a lie when I'm like I decided to make this woman this card because it felt like it was collaborative with their spirit I get spirit or like however I imagine them in my mind right you know and now and now even they stood for I even talk about today how I'm like I have 83 women who just live in my head like that's um, awesome. Yeah. Or or yeah. or, it's or crowded. stressful. Right. It's crowded. <laughs> it's loud it's in there. It's loud in there. Some are louder than others. But I'm yeah. sure. But yeah, now they just all live in my head and I can talk about them. What was the hardest card to make? I know this I did not include this in the show notes, but I I'm just curious. Mm. Or we can always Sorry, come back to it. Yeah, let's come back to that. Okay. Okay, cool. I'll I'll drop that down into the rapid fire. Okay. Because I'm a fashion girl. You just did a collab with Christian Dior. I want to know all about it. And is that t-shirt that you're wearing one of the collaborative pieces? No, it's not. Okay. It looks like it. Um, Yes. Yeah, I really like it. Same. It's a shirt shirt that I made um, over the summer to raise money for the Loveland Foundation. 
um, oh ther- therapy fund for black for black for black girls Sorry, oh. um and i it's a shirt with harriet tubman on it it's a similar collage as the card the card um but it says it was based on like the vogue challenge that was mm-hmm. going around so yeah it, ha- it says vogue yeah. here but then there's like a letter a letter r over the v so it says rogue instead yeah yeah, yeah. um she went rogue for sure. <laughs> for sure. So, yeah. So I sold I sold um some of these temporary like for a short period of time to raise money. Um, are you they are, do you still have any to sell? Damn it. Okay. If you start uh, it up again, let us but, know. We would love to blast it out to our listeners. Okay. Yeah. Thank, thank you. Um but yeah, so as far as what, what happened with your um I got an email last year that I was like it, it said it was from the PR executive at Christian Dior and it was kind of the, the English like wasn't great. And I was like, this isn't real. Because <laughs> um, it, it was like the, the scam. It, yeah. she, she was saying she was writing like, yeah, she she basically wrote that Maria Grazia Curie, who's the artistic director of Dior. She's an incredible Italian designer. Um, it basically said that she knows knew my work and was a fan and that she wanted to do some sort of collaboration and commission some original art and I'm like what like I I I remember my best friend was next to me when I got the email and I just like handed her my phone I was like what the hell is this (laughs) I was like I was like is this a prank and so we like googled we googled the the person's name like the PR exec name and like it looked like it was real like you know, it was from Zor.com, like everything, you know, everything looked everything legit. checked out. So I forwarded it to my agent and I'm like, what, what do you think of this? <laughs> and she got back to me the next morning and was like, oh my God, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. So that was crazy. And I'm just like, how does the artistic director of your know my work? Like, I still Maybe haven't really figured likes- Maybe she likes tarot cards. She does. She does like tarot oh, cards. There's okay. been there's been other designs that she's done that are like tarot inspired. Um, so that doesn't surprise me. But like I I was just like I can't believe she knows about me. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean it kind of makes sense if we think about the fashion industry pre pandemic and how many seasons designers had to push out and how many right. new ideas and new aesthetics and new <laughs> concepts they had to work. And yours is incredibly visual. It would make sense that if she likes tarot and is looking for a new visual uh, cue, she would reach out. What exactly did you make? Was it clothing? Was it accessories? Um, I made the artwork. That cool. she, they they wanted like they wanted tarot style artwork and you know the same kind of thing that I did for our tarot but they Got wanted um, because we didn't want to do we didn't want a conflict between your and my publisher so what we decided to do was make <laughs> was make completely new cards um, ah, for, um I see. So, Got it. So I, so I went to my master list of like historical women um that is includes the women that have been in our tarot and then also women who have it that I hope any other future do. Got it. Um, I went to that list and I chose some names and I made cards for them um, based on their lives. And I played a little bit more fast and loose, like with the interpretation, because I was like, I'm not going to have to write a chapter about them. Ah. So I was like, I kind of like, I can be a little bit more free with my playful. Yeah. Um, so I made like some exclusive art for them and, some of that art is now on t-shirts and scarves and bags. Amazing. I'm hopping on their website after this. But I have to say, Sarah, we caught that flex. We didn't want there to be a conflict with my publisher and Christian Dior. Like, we I mean, see you, girl. girl. <laughs> yes, me and my people. We didn't want... And it also feels like that best friend of yours is a good fucking omen. Keep her around. Oh, she's, she's with great. you, good things happen. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I love her so much. Oh, my ride or die for sure. Oh, love it. We all need one. Yeah. So I want to switch gears here just a little bit and talk about tarot from a cultural perspective, because tarot is wildly popular among women. I know women who use tarot cards every day. I know other women who consult with the tarot card reader before making like large life choices. There are tarot apps. Back in the day, pre-COVID, people would have tarot card readers at parties like tarot is and continues to, to still be everywhere. Why is tarot so popular and why does it resonate with women as much as it does? In your opinion. In my opinion, I mean I know there's been a lot of writing about this. Um 
but I mean, I definitely think that it's political. Mm. Um, mm. I think that as women continue to differentiate themselves from like a white capitalist patriarchal system, they're going to um, grab onto things um, to kind of claim and reclaim. Um, ah. And and I think like the idea of like a witch um, is something that has, I mean, it's been, we, women have been reclaiming that for a while, but yeah. like, I think, um, you know, there's now kind of stereotype of a millennial woman having like a witch identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. And I think the reason that that's happened is, uh, you know, just uh, a, it's a way for women to, um, oh, I, want to I already said the word, but I don't want to repeat it. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. But, You're good. But, you know, it's like, it's it's like when we reclaim the word bitch. Mm-hmm. Frankly, like it's uh, the word witch. Like the idea of being a witch, such a demonized, stigmatized idea. Um, mm-hmm. you know, right. For a long time, there are people. There are people. Yeah, there are people who were killed for witchcraft. So like, right. To be able to be able to be in an environment now where you can openly be like, I'm a witch, and like you don't get killed. Um, right. At least in America, there are places in the world where you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know Crazy. that's that's an important that's an important shift, and I think that's part of. I mean, I definitely think that's a big reason behind the popularity of it, for sure. Ooh, I've never heard that angle before, and I think that that's the one that resonates that, with me the most. Yeah, like, I I can kind of I guess I can kind of relate. Like there is something taboo about it, right? And so maybe it is like it does draw people in because of that aspect, but right. maybe. Also, because of today's world, people want to, like, lean in and grow into and become that, I guess, taboo. And then inherently, it does not become taboo anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's... Like, I have a, I have a really good friend. I have a really good friend who always calls me and one of my best friends witches because we used to use, like, all these oils and, like, crystals and... Um, for a while she we she like you know she did a bunch of research and she was like so like just so you guys know like being a witch isn't a bad thing right you know and like she was the first person that i actually heard just like call that out and i was like shocked and then i remember kind of doing my own research and being like oh yeah she's absolutely right (laughs) like right well you know like i said you know people were killed for witchcraft and for the probably for the most part uh those people were just uh, people that the community didn't like, and right. maybe, maybe they were midwives, and a baby died of like SIDS, right? Um, and they didn't understand it, so let's, let's so now they're that. now they're sick um, and evil, so, right? So basically, it was back then it was a way to demonize like smart women, smart women who like yes. had had their own thing, mm-hmm. right? Right. And, um, right? Totally. For women to reclaim that now, it's 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 like reconciling. Absolutely. Mm. Love it. All about it. When I think back on all the tarot card readings I've had, they've all been female readers. Tarot card readers and psychics that are really popular on social media tend to be women more often than not. And women are a large part of the metaphysical industry's consumer base. That being said, it's very easy to write this off as, oh, women are just more spiritual than men. But is that really true, or is that just a stereotype that we need to continue to attack until it dies? I mean, it, it definitely needs to die because it's like a, it's a gendered stereotype that that the premise of it is that women are inherently one way versus men. Har- a harmful premise to have mm-hmm. about yeah. about anything, um, given like what we know about gender and that gender interaction and all that. Right. Um, and also, you know, this question reminds me of. Um, this great book that I've read called Woman in Nature by Susan Griffin. Ooh, ooh. Um, and it's like, it's, it's this, it's an academic book, but it's written in the style of like poetic prose. Ooh, I like so that. So it's not a dull, it's dry dull, read. No, it's not dull. It's like, right. it's like, it's like this law. Lo- it's like Homer's Odyssey, but, um, oh, wow. but, but witchy and feminist. I like ooh. that. <laughs> I'm dropping um, it in show notes. Yeah, absolutely do. Um, but what she's discussing within it is, this idea that um, the idea of women like being closer to the earth and what where that comes from at least in the west is um, you know in antiquity there was this idea that like men were very intellectual and of the mind like in their mind that's higher than the body it's better mm-hmm. to be it's better to be of the mind than the 
body and that women mm. were of the body, women are of the earth. Mm. Um, and I think the idea of now that spirituality also has shifted towards this, like witchy thing, um, and is becoming a little bit more associated with like earth and naturalism. Um, I'm seeing that kind of patriarchal or misogynist idea about women, mm-hmm. like not inherently more of the earth leading to this idea of like spirits. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, and it and, like lets them off the hook. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because I'm a man, I don't have to be spiritual. And that's like, that's all right. BS. Yeah. And I mean, spirituality is like, a, yeah, right. So that's, Period. Yeah. So it's kind of just like, that's a stereotype. Right. And also the, where, where those things ultimately come from is just, it's, it's for, for people, for women, for like, for me, for a peer of mine to be like, well, women are just spiritual. They claim that, again, that claim, it's like a positive, it's a positive, like. But a gendered stereotype nonetheless, which is still definitely very harmful because the modern day interpretation of that is, well, men are just more pragmatic and logical. Well, the subtext of that is that women are then what, not pragmatic and logical. So we're emotional and dot, dot, dot. Um, Right. There's, there's so much that falls into this category. There's so much that like, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. right. To answer your question, that definitely dies. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah. 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 It. <laughs> that, that idea needs to get COVID and die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I. I yeah, hear. I think that. And I also think. Uh, Black girl magic. Like I have a very sort of strange and contentious relationship with that phrase mm. because it gives off this idea of like. Well, how do black women get it all done and stay so so strong? Must be all that black girl magic. It can't be that they have that they have no choice to put their head down and do the work because society is wholly unequal to us. No, no, no. It's a supernatural power that you have. Yeah, it's the hair. It's their hair. It's all in the hair. Cocoa butter they slather on, and all that Beyonce they listen to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> oh god that's so funny so <laughs> speaking of spirituality um tarot feels like you know it isn't just a spiritual practice but a wellness practice that as well why do you think tarot perfectly fits in both of these spaces and what do you think tarot can offer us that a more traditional form of organized spiritual thinking i.e. religion cannot because now tarot is like you said very open you know open to interpretation it can be very like pretty much anything you want like you said so um what do you yeah what are your thoughts on that well because of that aspect of it being really individualized it's a great like therapeutic mm. i don't and i'm not claiming that tarot is therapy because to say something is therapeutic um, very different i would i would say is different than therapy uh, right that, as, as somebody who's been in therapy for like since I was a child, I just want to like make sure that people understand that that they're they're different, that they're different. <laughs> um, so as far as wellness, like again, that's how it definitely fits into wellness. Is I think that there's an aspect of like um, even if you don't feel like there's like messages coming, spirit. Even if you put a card down and you're reacting to information in it, um, that can be a good way for you to sort out like what's going on for you. Reflect. Mm, for sure um it's a good yeah a good tool for reflection like you said um so i think that's definitely a great way that it fits as far as like it comparing it to religion um you know again individualized aspect of it is it can fit into a lot of different spiritual systems or religion religion is such a funny word because um somebody i knew who studied religion that like in english we really don't have a i would agree with that person right um but so as far as like what tarot is doing for us versus organized religion definitely offering us more individualized one-on-one like personal or it can i think it can and i think that um people might be drawn to that because i think i think that those experiences can certainly be found within uh, what we would call organized religion but i think um because of the time we live in and um a lot of people have been traumatized by organized religion. So a yes. lot of times yeah. it's just not compelling. And um, that trauma is completely valid. So, you know, people are going to seek those experiences elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, 
a totally valid thing to do either either one really um i don't want to like i don't really want to knock on organized religion i know that's um uh a thing that folks do but like there's you know there's upsides and downsides to like both we also knocked on religion last month, so that's totally fine. <laughs> just, just so you know. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, uh, I don't know. It's, there's, as, far, as somebody, like, I, I, as far as in my own spiritual practice, like, I syncretize, like, a lot of different, um, like, I grew up in Christianity, so there's a lot of, like, unity, like, syncretized in my spiritual practice. So, and, you know, um, I would never... Uh, I would certainly never push that on anybody because uh, Christianity has like served to traumatize so many people um, for centuries. Yeah. Um, I've noticed that especially among my peers. Like um, I was very lucky uh, the church that I grew up in to traumatize me, but like there are, are people I went to the same church with, and they're like working some things out that are really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's uh, it's really tough. Yeah. Um, but you know, at the same time, there are things that came that have come out of like uh the abrahamic religions like christianity in particular um like liberation that mm. like abolition um just for instance you know yeah. we're looking at it from a historical perspective things that <laughs> possible good things that organized religion has done <laughs> <laughs> that's a great perspective to have yeah for sure yeah um so we have thanksgiving approaching and rapidly after that we have christmas I think this, I know this would make a great gift for loved ones. Um, We all need fresh and unique gift ideas. And this definitely fits the bill. I know when Alana brought it over to me, I was like, she was far away (laughs) because she parked, she parked far away, not because of COVID. We're, We're both fine. But she like held this bright pink box in the air and it was like glowing and it was just beautiful. And I saw it right away and I was like, what's that Squealed. shiny thing? <laughs> um, so who would our tarot be good for or good for as a gift? Our tarot, that's part of what I love about our tarot is that it's not just good for like tarot people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like my best, the best friend that has, you know, her name is Olive. I'll just go ahead and say it. Olive, oh, I my love best that friend. Name. Oh, you too, Olive. <laughs> so Olive, my best friend, is not a tarot person. And she has She balances telling, you out. <laughs> yeah. She's been telling me these past couple weeks how much she loves how like how much she loves the deck because like even though she's not into tarot, like she's still able to learn so much from it and get so much out of it because of the historical angle. Mm-hmm. Um, because this this is about it, it's about historical women. So there's a dual purpose yeah um, or yeah. even even more than maybe possibly more than dual but there's definitely a dual purpose of it being a tarot deck that you can use for divination like a therapeutic reflection tool and or you can use it to educate yourself about the lives of people. Um, right so i think anybody who's like a feminist or a history enthusiast uh, is also a great recipient for our tarot absolutely so awesome yeah i think my one of my favorite parts is absolutely the fact that you put so much history into it i remember if we're gonna go back to high school history was so boring it's so whitewashed (laughs) you don't i don't remember a single thing from history class and going through your book i i just remember being like this like i want to read like one per day so i can be up to speed with the women in your head um and so if anything it is a great teaching tool i think for young women all over the world um who you know aren't gonna look like look up these names on the internet how are they gonna come across these you know without any kind of um exposure right which it's hard it's hard to come across that right and i've heard that a lot um from folks who thought history class was boring um (laughs) that they like this better Mm -hmm. which is a great it's a great compliment um that's like the yeah. best, I, that's one of the best compliments that I've received as far as like that sentiment that like I hated history class but I love this. Yeah. Yeah, you did a you did a fantastic job. Um it's so inviting and so engaging and it makes me want to learn, right? Cuz a lot of times when you kids are in school or you after you graduate and go through all this unnecessary schooling, you know, people have a different reaction to how they then learn, right? right. Which which is difficult cuz everyone's so different. And, you know, now that kids are all having to learn at home. Yeah. Right? Uh, on a know, screen. For, for the for the student in your life, 
that has having to learn on a screen. Yep. Uh, maybe our tarot could be a good gift for them as well. <laughs> Look at you, Sarah, covering the spread. I like it. Everyone and anyone can and, benefit from this I project. Said, I said I was a bad businesswoman before. <laughs> no. <laughs> Are you sure you didn't just mean you're a bad bitch? Like, is that what you meant to say? That, yeah, that's what I should. That's definitely what I meant to say. <laughs> um, but yeah, I often, I often tell people, I'm like, I'm not a good. I, I'm not good at accounting, is what I'm saying. When I you're say funny, that. I love That's that. <laughs> Thank you. Very, very different. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not. A, I'm so, not an accountant. <laughs> so, for anyone looking to get into tarot for the first time, um, what advice would you give them? Um, besides buying our tarot, mm-hmm. yeah, they should. If they it, with any deck, you should. The way that I learned was just drawing a card every morning. Ooh. And then, um, like, you know, taking note of its meaning and just keep doing that. Draw cards every day. And um, eventually it's all going to get in your head. Oh, um, I like that. If you, if you just, you know, uh, you can keep a journal. I think I did for a time. I think what I was doing, oh, I remember. I would take a picture every time. For the longest time, my phone was full of, like, tarot cards. Um, cool. cool. And, and that's kind of interesting because you might notice the cat. You might notice. Mm-hmm. Interpret that how you will. Do you do you <laughs> shuffle? Do you shuffle the deck before yeah. you you, yeah, sure. you draw? Okay. Yeah, I shuffle and I honestly this is uh, trouble, but I do like a butter shuffle in tarot cards. Like you know where you like. That was the only way I shuffled those tarot cards. Is that right? I know, but some because does it damage some people, them? Is that what it yeah, is? You know, because you bend them. Oh, no, I, I I abuse my tarot cards. Use and abuse. That just means you love them. If they're not a little bit, you know, worn, then that means you don't fuck with it. And like, who wants that? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, hey, ladies, can we pause? Can we pause? Okay. I almost made it. Oh, good. No worries. Almost. It's okay. Almost made it. No worries. Alana, I think Alana had some kind of connection issue as well. Oh, she did. She dropped off. You are the host now. (laughs) Oh, no. Let me just. I don't. That's a lot of pressure. (laughs) Let me just. uh, Oh, man. She heard text. Now that, now that, like, I'm I'm thinking more about, like, all these questions. (laughs) (laughs) It's usually like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I completely understand. You guys even, you even prepped. Yeah, I I can definitely relate to you. Um, Every time we record something, I'm always like, could. So, for anyone looking to get into tarot for the first time, what advice would you offer them? Um, I would just say use your cards every day. Um, You know, make it a morning or a nightly ritual to pull a card and. meditate on it <laughs> or like, Ooh. Um, however you want to however you want to phrase that i know that people will say meditate on it but you know look it up you know see see what, if you're using our tarot you know pop out the book yeah and see what the, see what see who the card is about and um yeah i would just pull a card every day and also that way you can like if if there's a card that comes up over and over that can be a pattern to observe right Ooh. i like the I idea like of that. doing it before you go to bed at night right yeah Ooh. Or, or if you're doing it in the morning, then that can be like your theme, that your card for the day to like look for whatever, you know, whatever Science. that card means. Like, look for synchronicities like related hmm. to that card. Okay. Ooh, I have a, a little like a sweetener to my morning meditation ritual now. <laughs> yes, Thank exactly. you for that. Okay, are you ready for the rapid fire? I think so. Okay, here we go. First question to come to mind: there are no wrong answers. Who is your favorite feminist throughout history? Um, Harriet Tubbs. Okay. Favorite tarot card? Wheel of Fortune. Your favorite artist? Uh, Anna Mendieta. She was a Cuban-American artist um, in the 70s. Um, but she was a performance and video artist. You should look at her work. It's really cool. Ooh, dope. Yeah. Wait, can you give, give me her name again? Anna Mendieta. Anna Mendieta. Okay, I'm writing that down on my little notepad here. Cool. What is your favorite book? Um, okay, favorite fiction would be Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. 
And then, <laughs> love it. 100%. Love it. And then my favorite nonfiction book is Man's Search for a Meaning by Rachel. Ooh, that's one on my reading list for a while. Okay. Yeah, it's, I, I would, I would argue that Man's Search for Meaning is like the most important book of the 20th century. Wow. Personally. Yeah. I think it's incredible. Oh, that's a everyone, badass recommendation. Everyone yeah. should, everyone should read that. Okay. Alrighty. Noted. Doing it. Uh, what is your last meal on earth? Um, I mean, anything my grandmama makes, but if I had, if, if she would, she would want to know specifically what I would want. Aww. So probably her rice and um, rutabagas and what would I want from her? Probably just like turkey or ham. Ooh. Yeah. She makes really good food. We're getting into root vegetable season. So maybe hit up grandmama for her, some of those rutabagas. Her, her whole house smells like rutabagas and i love that smell of rutabaga <laughs> what exactly is the smell of rutabaga i don't um, know if it's I really hard it. it's really hard to just it's like it's sort of like a sweet potato but a okay. little bit but not as sweet i guess i don't know okay it's, uh, it's really hard to describe like an earthy potato yeah. as opposed to like a sweet one yeah this conversation like just got really south carolina themed like, <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, there's an earthy smell to it. And I think she cooks them with bacon. So like, Ooh. a bacon nest. Okay. Bacon, you mean, oh, like actually like bacon bits or like bacon oil? Um, ba- I think just like bits of bacon in right. the, mm. like, I think in the pressure cooker, I think. Oh, I gotta ask I her see. how she does this. Yeah, my mom, my mom cooks all her potatoes in the pressure cooker as well. Okay, okay yeah. She's, yeah that's a thing. Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. This is a very South Carolinian now conversation. <laughs> and if, if anyone's looking for a new preparation for rutabagas, there you go. Yeah. yeah uh, what's the recipe you cannot stop making in quarantine? Okay, this could well, be food or drink. Um, unlike my grandmother, I'm not a very good cook. So I usually, <laughs> so what I like to make is uh, box craft macaroni and cheese and then mm. just add, and then just pour paprika and garlic powder in it. Ooh. Okay. Just pour it in. Um, that's that's what I love to eat. That's my like favorite snack. Snack. <laughs> I feel it. No, I feel it. I got some Velveeta shells and cheese sitting up on yeah. the countertop. I get you. Mac yeah. and cheese from a box never stops being comforting. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Great. I'm glad we're on. I'm glad we're mm-hmm. on um, the same wavelength there. We see each other. We got you. We got you. Um, what's your go-to music during quarantine? No, never. <laughs> well, like I, I've always, I always like hate telling people my taste in. Because I consider it like I, I don't consider myself a music person, um, but probably like show tunes. Like yes, you know, yes. I'm li- I'm like listening to Six and Hamilton over and over. Yes, um, and then, me too. Then, yes. Okay. Okay. Great. And then yeah. um, oh well, we're theater. I mean, Lana and I are like yeah. theater geeks. We yeah, yeah oh, totally. Yeah, okay. we went to school, For sure. so don't worry. Right up our yeah. alley. Oh, mm-hmm. now I get it. Like, oh. <laughs> it's all cu- it's all coming together. <laughs> oh, falling oh. into all falling into place. All of these yeah, things. yeah. Uh, I'm just like imagining you guys in like a movement class where you're like feeling each other's energy, like yeah. doing sort of tai chi based exercises. <laughs> right on, right yeah. on. Like, yeah, I, yep. I see it happening um, for sure. I've also recently gotten into um, like I like sort of that Celtic like punk sound but a lot of but there's a lot of men fronted bands in that genre and i found a woman fronted band recently called the Serena harvey band and uh, i've been listening to a lot of their songs i actually like i actually tagged her in an instagram story and she like responded to me (gasps) she was like well i'm flattered darling like like, Uh, oh my god that's always so exciting i know it's really really cute that was really cool um so yeah, I've been really into show tunes and, and like Celtic kind of. Punk. That's awesome! I love it. It's super eclectic music too. I yeah. think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It kind of sounds a little bit like pirate. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that stuff will get you going. It'll get you moving at the top, middle, yes. or end of your day. Absolutely, yes, that's, for sure. That's exactly it. It's like mm-hmm. energizing. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, I was talking to my fiance last night because he when he like needs a pump up, he puts on hardcore metal. Okay. And I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, this gets you moving. He's like, yes, it might not yeah. be dance, but this shit will get those feet going yeah. and something happening in the hips. Yeah. So, yeah, your cells are 
Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. Um, okay. uh, how can we strengthen our feminism practice in quarantine? Um, I guess just read theory. Like you can read theory, like pick up a book, I guess, or, um, you know, or read the guidebook of our kids. Use our care. Okay. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got yeah, it. You know, like, I don't know. Put, pick up, if you pick up, like, Women, Race, and Class by Angela Davis, like, something, mm. you know, something like that. Like, use the time to study, I suppose. Yeah. That would be we my are, recommendation. Yeah. That's a great recommendation. Yeah. yeah. Do homework is my recommendation. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we I are mean, going into winter. We're like, we're all going to be inside for a long time if true. we have, you know, yeah. on top of quarantine. Even more. Right. Yeah. yeah. Get ready to hibernate. Absolutely. Uh, what do you say to tarot naysayers or, the, or those who are critical of tarot? Um, they would probably be surprised that I might agree with them on more things than they expect. Oh wow! Um, in a way, like I think that I think that people would probably base their naysaying on assumptions that they're making about the community that aren't really super correct. So I would just say, like, look deeper into the community, but like. If they're if they're naysaying because they think that tarot is only to predict the future or something hmm. like that, then I would I would probably agree with them about about that criticism because I don't think that it's necessarily a great predictor of the future. Got but, it. You know. So so yeah, that that's probably what I would say. Just like cool. I, I'd probably be like, good for you, lol. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I like are like you're typing. Exactly. Yeah, I'm typing. Good for you, LOL. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Now, goodbye, darling. Got some yeah. show tunes to listen to. Yeah. Can't, can't fool with you no more. Yeah, yeah. I gotta go listen to Hamilton again. Okay, bye, thanks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> what was the last purchase that you made that excited you? Um, besides all the, like, craft macaroni and cheese that I buy. It could um, be anything. You could tell me peanut brittle. You could tell me socks. Can I... I'm gonna say this because I'm looking at her. I, I had planned to say something different, but I'm going to say my dog that I got three years ago Aww. from the shelter and I paid an $80 fee to adopt her. And I'm just going to say that that's the best purchase. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that bad. absolutely counts. Because I'm looking at her sleeping right now and she looks so sweet. Oh, what that, kind of dog is that, it? That's a, that's a great purchase. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah she was, she's the best $80 I ever spent. Oh, she's so cute. What kind of dog? Um, she's just like a pit carrier mix something. Right. Like just an all American shelter dog. Love. So, Love. Yeah. She looks she's got a big old head. She's dumb. You know, they can't always be smart. I have no. an old English bulldog pitbull who's a little dim herself and God yes. love her. That's the yeah. best kind of dog. I'm just like, Yeah, baby. You just yeah. take a nap. You yeah, thought we- a, you thought a whole thought today. <laughs> Lived your best tired. life. <laughs> She's tired from thinking. The from one thinking. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with a simple dog. It no. humbles you. Know, you. It humbles you. With, absolutely. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. That's yeah. the end of the rapid fire. But Sarah, before we get out of here, how can our guests keep up with you? We want all the plugs, all the ways to keep up. Okay. So my website is OurTarot.com, but there's a hyphen in between Our and Tarot. So just remember the hyphen every <laughs> um and then i'm our tarot without a hyphen all one word on instagram and then also on tiktok i'm the same oh i'm recently on tiktok i love tiktok because that's where i'm like the goofiest so if y'all want to see me making really goofy <laughs> stupid content like please go to tiktok and make fun of me and okay like most recently i posted a pride and prejudice like <laughs> I post a lot of Pride and Prejudice like memes that I make up. Okay. You go hard for the Pride and Prejudice. I, Jane I really Austen do. would be proud. I really do. I like did <laughs> like me and my friend came up with a parody of No Scrub by TLC, but it um, I, if you're familiar with Pride and Prejudice, the villain in Pride and Prejudice is this guy named George Wickham. So okay. we wrote we like came up with a parody song called No Wickham. Oh, oh no! I, I recorded like a small bit of the track <laughs> and then posted it with clips on TikTok. I love that. It's it has like so twenty five thousand views right now, so it's, it's wow. You know, it's fine. <laughs> Congratulations! Damn, no, no scrubs is a song that will never die. I love never. it. It's so good, not. and it shouldn't because the message is, is universal. And it true. is. 
Yeah, yeah. My uh, my best friend works at Bravo, and when Atlanta is doing its season, um, I think the first season that he worked with Bravo and he got to interview Candy, he was like, "Of all the songs you've ever written, like, what's the song that you love the most?" And she was like, "No Scrubs. It's the song oh, that yeah. doesn't stop. It's the song that like keeps on keeping on." So, yeah, yep. definitely. I, I love that. I love that she said that. Yeah, I mean, hell, t- TLC, you really can't go wrong. Let's be no. real. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Very true. All right. Sarah, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this show right before holiday shopping season. Get your R Tarot set. Give them to a good friend of yours. Get one for yourself. Mm-hmm. This is the Black and Yellow Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I am Alana Webster. This is Jacqueline Chung Young. If you want to keep up with us on the gram, we are at Black and Yellow Podcast. Or you can keep up with us individually. I'm Alana Webster at Renegade of Fun on the gram. I'm Jacqueline Chung Young on the gram. We're also on uh, iTunes. Um, sorry, we're on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. <laughs> you can find us there. You can hit that little subscribe button and download our episodes. We can be in your little years. Um, and we'll uh, speak to you guys next time. Yeah, take it easy, guys. Bye. Bye.